Next up, it's time for Super Soul Solutions with Marilee Milmo on News for the Soul. Let's bring her on to reintroduce herself, her show, and what's up for today. Marilee, welcome back. Thanks, Nicole. So, hey, everyone. Welcome to Super Soul Solutions, where today's topic is going to be Ancient Archaeology Meets Future Science. I so appreciate all you advanced souls with curious minds out there listening in, so thank you. Close to 100 not well-known archaeological finds that I've researched in the past 40 years provide more than ample evidence for extraterrestrials being here since the beginning of life on Earth, as well as evidence revealing a much longer and truer version of our human history. And out of all those, the information that my guest Peter Moon writes about is my favorite archaeological discovery to share with you. In 2003, a remarkable and unprecedented archaeological discovery was made in the Buches Mountains of Romania, near the border of Transylvania. Radu Cinemar chose Peter Moon, my guest, to co-write and publish the Transylvanian, excuse me, the Transylvanian series of books that tells of extraterrestrial, scientific, and life-altering discoveries found below the ancient Romanian Sphinx, whose picture you can see on my Super Soul Solutions radio page at News for the Soul, if you want to check. I am very fortunate to have Peter Moon as space-time researcher and publisher as my guest today. Peter is primarily known for his investigation of space-time projects that point to secret projects, past, present, and future, that control time, perception of time. An avid reader as a young man, Peter studied creative writing, literature, and later Eastern religion and Western occultism, culminating in a unique career with a renowned writer and accomplished occultist. In 1983, he moved to Long Island where his unique background enabled him to forge an association with scientist Preston Nichols, who is one of the, was recently crossed over one of the world's foremost experts in electromagnetic phenomena. Nichols was also involved in strange time manipulation experiments at the Montauk Air Force Station on Long Island. Their collaboration in writing the Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, and subsequent sequels have now reached literally legendary proportions. Peter's work caught the attention of time control scientist, Dr. David Anderson of the Time Travel Research Center on Long Island, now reincorporated as the Anderson Institute in New Mexico. Dr. Anderson invited Peter to Romania, paving the way for him to investigate other space-time projects and synchronistically became involved with co-writing and publishing these secret treasures of Romania. So I welcome you now, Peter, and thank you for being here today to share your explorations and for the literally revelatory information written in your Transylvania book series. Thank you very much. Can you hear me okay? I can. Hopefully everyone else can. Okay. It's nice Uh, to be with you. Thank you, Peter. You too. So let's dive, deep dive right in if you don't mind. Can you give our audience a brief introduction of the top secret Department Zero in Romania and how they discovered what was under the Sphinx and why they collaborated with America? Well, Department Zero is the most, I guess, secretive 
and most important aspect of the Romanian government. And hmm. it was developed in the 1970s because they had certain what they called K events, which the audience would know better as X-Files type events, anomalous events. They called them K events, and these things were always chronicled and kept track of, but they uh, anomalous events. So, and, and, and the book goes into some of the things that they had noted, noticed and whatnot. And in this exchange program, a cultural exchange program between what was then communist Romania during the 1970s and communist China, Red China, as it was known, there was an exchange program, and with the Chinese contributed a top paranormal scientist who's known as Dr. Zien, X-I-E-N, and the Romanians, in turn, took several Chinese students and educated them in Romania. Uh, Romania did and still does, has very high education standards. So that was a cultural exchange, and, and so Department Zero was engineered by uh, a man who was designated as a paranormal scientist, Dr. Zien, and as part of this, uh, any anomalous births in Romania would be called to his attention, and one w such was it was a baby with a very large umbilical cord. The umbilical cord was so large so thick that they could not cut it with a normal medical sword, so wow. whatever they call it, uh, scalpel. A so saw. they had to, they had to, yeah, kind of get a saw <laughs> and saw it off. And of course, they called it to the attention of security, and security brought in Doctor Zen, who examined the baby. And Doctor Zen kept an eye on this baby, uh, in, in, into his teens, and began to eventually tutor him in various paranormal facilities they had in Romania. And this, this young man was uh, gifted. He was gifted psychically. And I would also say from my personal experiences as a practitioner and student of Qigong that the, the navel is where everything originates. So that, that thick umbilical cord indicated a very high presence of life energy or life force, which in Chinese is known as qi or qi energy. So the, this young man, this young boy was, was trained to become eventually the head of Department Zero, the, the department which was, not, which was known about, but technically the, only the president knew about it because by this time uh, Romania had turned from communism to capitalism and the head of security. So it was sort of a secret department. It was a secret department. And, and that, that was how Department Zero started. And, of course, this man, who is, who is known in the books as Caesar Brad, uh, was very gifted. And he was approached one day, and the, and the way the Americans got involved with the, this secret find beneath the Sphinx in Romania. And for those who are not familiar, there is a Sphinx in Romania underneath the mountains that are known as the Bucej Mountains. It's about two hours two to two and a half hours north of Bucharest, the capital city and of about three million people in Romania. And, and, and so the Romanians themselves were not aware 
of anything underneath the Sphinx. This was brought to their attention by a man from Italy whose actual name uh, in the book and and in reality, so I'm told, is Massini, uh, Signor, Mr. Massini, he's, he's known as. And he says that he represents Italian Freemasonry. He also claims to be a member of the Bilderberger Group. And mm-hmm. he knows he knows about Department Zero, which is virtually impossible. So mm-hmm. it, it's like, how how would you how would you how does he know about this? And he tells informs them. He and he also speaks impeccable Romanian, which is is unusual. Italians do not speak Romanian. Romanians can understand Italian because Romania is the parent language of the Romance languages, although that's not recognized by academia this is true and the proof is that they can understand other languages whereas the Italians mm-hmm. typically cannot understand Romanian uh, so uh, he, he understands it he speaks to him in his native language and says uh, there is a chamber beneath the Sphinx and it was discovered by our people in the Pentagon with high-powered or high, uh, some sort of ground-penetrating radar that emanates from satellites surrounding the mm-hmm. go, circulate around the Earth. So uh, Caesar Brad is saying, how, how does he even know that I exist? How does he even know, you know, how does he know to approach me? How does he know who I am? He's very bewildered by this. He also knows that if he does not accede to the requests of this Italian who's, who's operating through Freemasonry, now keep in mind, Freemasonry uh, controlling elements of the Pentagon and controlling, obviously, elements of Italy and, and can penetrate into Romanian culture. Freemasonry is very prevalent in Romania and is, is one of probably their, the most problematic political institutions in their um, structure. But so, so he, he is told that, that they want to bring in American technology to get what's at this and find out what's underneath the Sphinx because they see that there's an anomalous area there and they want to find out what it is. It makes no sense. Their radar can usually tell. So Mm -hmm. this begins a secret investigation of what's beneath this, this Sphinx. And of course, it's a place that I've been to. I have not been to the secret location, but the Sphinx is accessible to tourists. It's the most popular tourist destination in Romania. And, I suppose people might think it's Dracula's Braun Castle, which is known as Dracula's <laughs> Castle. That is a popular destination, but number one, it is not Dracula's Castle. It is a tourist attraction that is made to be portrayed as Dracula's Castle with a lot of historical references to to Vlad Tepes, right. as known Vlad the Impaler. And uh, that is a huge distraction, in in my opinion, to go there. However, it's about, uh, you know, two to three hours away, and it's on the border of Transylvania. Because it's on the border of Transylvania, or it's in Transylvania by, you know, by a matter of miles, it's, it's featured. And, and this is a, another misdirection, because Vlad the Impaler was not from Transylvania. He was, he was yeah. the prince of Wallachia, or we would say it, Wallachia with a W, but it's pronounced Wallachia, which is huge plains, to the south of the Carpathian Mountains, very fertile. Uh, it's, it's the breadbasket of Eastern Europe. And so anyway, mm-hmm. 
the movies have done a, done a trip on on the mindset of the population with regard to Romania. However, uh, th- this uh, location beneath the Sphinx is a beautiful location, but so they set about the, much of the first book that I've published, Transylvanian Sunrise, is about the politics to get at this chamber. They actually do arrive in the chamber and describe it. Uh, the right. Radu Cinemar is handpicked by Caesar Brad to be the writer and the teller of the tale. Uh, in, in the introduction, you said that I wrote it. Well, I, I wasn't picked to write it. I I didn't write it at all. I edited it. They, they oh, I translated it into said... English. They translated it into English for me, uh, into Euro-English, and I translated it, or edited it, rather, into Romanian English. Uh, I mean, oh, into, I excuse me, American English. Um, I'm getting my languages confused. I, I edited it into uh, American English, and that's my contribution as well as being the publisher. I also added my personal adventures in Romania, my initial personal adventures in Romania, and the first four books of the series have my adventures as well as the main story, which, which belongs to uh, these characters, uh, who are very interesting characters indeed. So, um, so can, you, uh, can you take us through a, a tour so you said um, they opened it up, and he was the one um, who was given the information. Could you take us through a tour of the place as if we were walking through it and experience the amazing things that were actually there? Is it, would that well, be I, I can't remember uh, because it's, it's been over 10 years since I, <laughs> I, uh, okay. I translated the book, but I, I, can, I can give you the, the key points because there are – uh, detailed descriptions of what they find as they begin to uh, excavate uh, the chamber and all the infrastructure they have to bring from America to um, to uh, to Romania. They're using high-powered laser devices, atomic laser devices. They're described at. This is technology that the Americans have that is not even, the, not even the public knows about, not even the characters like Elon Musk would know about. Uh, and to any degree that they did know about him, they would not talk about him, all, all under the subject of non-disclosure agreements. So basically there are different layers, and, and at first there's a, a barrier that nobody can get through, and Finally, and, and people are killed as a result of trying to – it's like a force field that you might see on Star Trek or something. And finally, they, they do find that there's a handprint on the side, and it, and it matches Caesar Brad's hand exactly. So he puts mm-hmm. his hand, and it recognizes him, and the, the shield comes down, and that's how they're able to enter. And it's, it's rather refined who can go in and not. And finally – at first, it's the Americans and the Romanians that can go in, under, but it's very restricted as to who goes in. And, and at the end of the book, Radu Sinemar, the writer, is allowed to go in. That he's, he's handpicked to hear the story from Caesar, and then he's eventually allowed to go in and examine the chamber and experience it himself. And so there's like a long tunnel with different... Uh, sort of a hue and a, and a vibration that is very 
I guess what you'd say, harmonious to the mind, body, soul. And these things are described in more detail. It's sort of like going into another universe. However, as it's been described and as it's been consistent throughout the remaining books, it is in the physical plane. Uh, because some aspects they explore, you leave the physical reference frame. But in, in this part of the chamber, which they eventually penetrate, and, and what you're, you're leading me to tell you is that they, they get into an area uh, when they penetrate the actual chamber, and it's got technology that they estimate to be 50,000 years old. However, they, it's more like modern technology. It has certain cables, but it's very, what we would say modern, yet it's not modern, it's ancient. And it includes tables that are for what we would consider to be a giant, maybe nine feet tall. And when you put your hand over one section of the table, it projects a holographic uh, projection of your hand. And the closer you put your hand on the table, it reads out the first the, the human structure, like an X-ray or MRI, and then it reads out the, down to the molecular level and down to the atomic level. And you can see what your hand is made of or a projection of it. There are other tables where if you put your hand over, it will show a holographic projection of a life form. And it, in conjunction with that life form, it will show a projection of a star system and, where, and a planet where that life form is from. If you put your hand over another part of the table, it will read out another life form with another uh, star system. And if you hold your hand simultaneously over both parts, it will show an additional projection besides the two, other two I mentioned of a hybridization of that life form. And what you have here is a template for different permutations of DNA. It's a very interesting idea. If, uh, even if you didn't think it was real, it's a very interesting idea that takes the concept of Noah's Ark and, and preservation of DNA and takes it to another level. Exactly, and the viability of humans being able to mate, which they do, with other ET species across the galaxy, too, yes. is a possibility, yes. It's, right? Yes, it shows uh, different potentials of interaction, and I, I would compare that to the concept of Bast, the Egyptian cat goddess Bast, uh, or Bubastis, mm -hmm. which was uh, the idea of infinite fertility, fertility, fertility of all life forms. You also have this in the concept of Pandora, which is just, you know, right. the goddess Pandora, which is Pandora's box, which is like infinite creation. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so okay. this is, this is some, some taste of infinite creation. Uh, obviously there, there seem to be some filters put on it. One of which is access to the chamber itself. Now, the most, if that's not interesting enough, uh, there's another more interesting aspect of the chamber, which is called the projection hall. And the projection mm -hmm. hall contains a uh, feature whereby it's a device whereby you can uh, 
access it and you can see the history of the world in holographic form. And the, the author of the book, Radu Sinemar, is does see about a 45-minute or hour-long presentation of the history of the world. And it shows that area of uh, the mountains, at that area of Romania, which is basically the Carpathian Mountains. And, and so people understand that Transylvania is surrounded by the Carpathian Mountain on the on the western on the eastern border and on the southern border it's surrounded by other mountains to the north and west and it is a pocket of ancient uh history and the ancient origin of mankind according to these books and that was preserved during the ice age it was preserved mm-hmm. during the ice age uh and it was structured that way it was what you call terraformed to be to preserve humanity during the ice age and to the degree that people might be skeptical of what i just said do know that there are uh thousands of miles of caves beneath transylvania which is is a geological fact which you can survive in because there's running water mm-hmm. it's 55 degrees underground and yes, you can survive there just in normal underground. So there is a, a, certainly a, a, a regular world argument to be made for what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. this, uh, so he, the, he's shown the, the history of this area of the planet, and he's shown the history of the world, uh, but it's a concise history of the world. And he also says the history that he sees is bioresonant to himself. So if you or I were to right. sit in that chair, we would see different variations and versions that might be more suited to who and what we are as individuals. It's consciousness dependent then, depending on who sits there, right? Yes. Now, there, there might be uh, a lot more commonality than variations, but mm-hmm. uh, that, that certainly uh, all, all, so much of what is experienced in any of the devices that he experiences in the various books are are tuned to the individual. There's a, it's almost yeah. like a feedback system, and that that you know goes into the soul and comes out or or or, or being and reflects back and 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 is a, a continuous loop back and forth between the device and the uh, person uh, on the device or experimenting the device. Now, uh, while Certainly, this is indeed interesting, uh, an even more interesting aspect of the projection hall, which is not gone into in this particular book, which is the subject of other books, is that there are three tunnels in the projection hall. Can you, can you hold on just one minute? Because I want to backtrack with one thing that a lot of people will be very interested in hearing, is, um, which is in that conscious, whatever you want to call it, projection hall, uh, I understand, do I remember this right, that um, many many in, in deep secret projects, the first two places they want to go visit is Lincoln's um, speech and death and Jesus' crucifixion. So am I remembering that didn't he get projected back to Jesus' time and describes a couple of very interesting things about Yeshua? Um, just, just to clarify, you said that 
most people, when they're interested in going back into history, are interested in Lincoln's speech, Lincoln's death, and and the and the crucifixion. Correct? Yes. Is that what you just said? That, yes, that's generally projects. I hear that a lot. That that's one of their first exercises, and for some reason, everyone's curious about those two things. Yeah. Okay. Um, the he goes back to the time of. Well, what happens is in the third book is when they go back to the time of Christ. In in uh, that's the third book, uh, the mystery of Egypt, the, the first tunnel. That's when they go back to the time of Christ, uh, or, or or Caesar Brad does, and he goes back consciously, not physically. There's a time travel device in a similar chamber in Egypt. In this book, mm-hmm. he alludes to it. He goes to, I don't remember, I mean, he, he mentions it going back to the time, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't recall that he actually uh, touches on that. What? Tell me what you remember of it. Well, I have a friend who's probably listening. Hi, Michael, if you're out there. Because, uh, again, I, you know me, I read all your books, and so I'm having to do this from a lot of memory, too. But uh, Mike, I asked Michael what he remembered, and he said the people adored Yeshua greatly, much, much more elevated than how the Bible describes him and his mission. It was believed aliens from other worlds, or I prefer ETs, that name, other worlds were present during his crucifixion. Also, higher luminary intelligence uh, have said they think of Yeshua as an infinite entity of the sun, as an S-U-N, and as a result of completing his mission, became a part of the collective oversoul of mankind. He wasn't of Earth's evolution. So um, also, for some reason, I remember that there was a surprise that he was much, much shorter than presently portrayed, which would, of course, have been common probably for people back then. So that's... Um, yeah, that, that, that is... You're remembering from the third book in the series. Oh, yes. Okay. And and, and that, is that is in the third to. book. You were going to go to that tunnel and describe that. So go ahead, love. Yeah, and and, and that is um, that. Well, that that's one of the tunnels. That one tunnel, what they call the first tunnel, goes to Egypt, and a similar, not the same, the similar installation uh, beneath the Giza Plateau. And when that book was released. Uh, and then translated into English. I had the book translated into English. And when that book went into English, it then became accessible to virtually the world because most of the world speaks English or has people right. that, uh, in, in the diplomatic corps who speak English. They don't have people who speak Romanian. Uh, mm-hmm. So when that book went into English, it was uh, right before the what they call what they call it, the Egyptian uprising or something, when mm-hmm. there was this whole rebellion in Egypt, mm-hmm. and and it, it had to do with uh, artifacts being dis- that were not being acknowledged beneath the uh, the Sphinx, uh, the, the, or mm-hmm. beneath the Giza Plateau. Now this this was telling them this book was telling them that there's another area uh, that's arguably a stone's throw from the pyramid and the sphinx but is inaccessible it's not accessible to uh modern man's technology and 
so so right. they, they, they were being told the Egyptians were being told that hey there's a, this this stuff under here that that not even your government knows about and it it, it ignited a uh, uh, supposedly ignited a whole uprising in Egypt which is I mean that's like ten years ago now almost nine years ago mm-hmm. so in in any case um, that what's in that chamber what they're they're going there on a mission. Uh, Radu and, and see over the 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 series of the of the books. That's the third book in the series, the second book being Transylvanian Moonrise. But there's there's now we're on I think the seventh book in the series, and every book is distinctly different. It mm-hmm. they have similar characters, not all the characters repeat, but there's the characters interact or interlope, and and then there's um. But each book is distinctly different with a distinctly different theme. And in, in the third book, it goes, they go into the first tunnel, which they're going to retrieve at this other installation, a bunch of disks, or I call them disks because I don't know what to call them. It's like hard drives, but they're different than we would know. And they have recorded history on them. Detailed recorded kind of history. Kind like the Hall of Records, right? Yes, and, and they have, uh, they read out holographically. And the, the object of the mission is to go and retrieve uh, these so they can be brought back to the United States, ostensibly the Pentagon, and studied. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a whole interesting story in itself yeah. because he doesn't really <laughs> – explain too much about that certainly in that book he does touch on it in some of the future books but the they also when they go there they they find a chamber that is different but somewhat similar uh it's got a lot of crystal type technology in it and it features a uh device where where you can consciously time travel that means you can't go back physically but you can go back to the time and this is when Caesar Brad goes back to the time of Christ and he's Christ uh, and says that he's about, well, he describes it in meters, but he's about five foot six. He's about Mm. five foot six and he looks uh, maybe somewhat similar. And, uh, and, and this is uh, similar or, or, you know, what, what he experiences where he does also – he has blocked in the device when he tries to find out and ask questions about who made the construction, the creatures or beings that made this device, and he's blocked from that. He's censored from finding mm-hmm. out too much about that. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a um, – you might say there is a – you know, the horizon Protection. is w- – w- yeah, or, or whatever – so that's um, an interesting – and what's the most interesting aspect about that book to me was not the, the – now, keep in mind, those time travel experiences are going to be bioresonant with the individual on it. And what I would mm-hmm. also tell people that Romanians are very – well, I, I've, I've been to Romania so many times. I have a Romanian wife now, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm quite acclimated to their culture. I don't feel – well – I'm a part of it, but I'm not a part of it. But mm-hmm. I, I would say that there's four characteristics, and this is this is satirical, stereotypical, and it's stereotype. Mm-hmm. It's meant to 
fun, but it's also true, based on truth. Um, they, they, if you want to characterize Romanians, they like their drinking. They like, they hate gypsies. They love mm. to smoke. And they are very devoted to the Orthodox Church. Not the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. but the Orthodox Church. And I mm-hmm. said, if you had to take away all, all four of these things, I, I said the first mm-hmm. one they would probably give up is um, drinking. Mm-hmm. Then it would be smoking. Mm-hmm. Then it would be the Orthodox Church. And then it would be hating gypsies. That's the last thing they give up. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, many Romanians are gypsies, and and I'm I'm, uh, and not all Romanians do hate gypsies, but it's it's very prevalent for them to, to do this and express this. Um, it's not a positive, but in any case, they're all that. What, what I'm saying in there is they're very indoctrinated to, the Orthodox Church, and mm-hmm. they see things through a prism which is very Christian. And mm. as my mother-in-law tells me, she says the, the purpose of the religious indoctrination was to make them forget their true past. Mm. So, yeah, well. So, so it's Romania, yeah. a very big... That goes across big, the world. <laughs> well, so yeah, well, yes, but in Romania, it's, it's very different. It's very strong. It's not, it's not Catholic. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. Okay. And... and and they also have a, uh, a an incredible mountain. In it's called um, can't even remember Mount the Kailash? name of it. No, 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 no. No, it's um, in, I, well. Oh, anyway, it's, it's a mountain that, that they have, uh, and it's every August sixth in the morning. There will be the mist will form with the sun about between six and eight in the morning. And it will have a, a a hologram of a of the Great Pyramid of, of Giza. It's similar to the Great Ooh. Pyramid of Giza, and and it's um, and, and basically what it what it, 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 it they say that this area symbolize the Orthodox Church does sam, symbolizes where the Transfiguration of Christ took place. The Transfiguration in the Bible is where Christ transfigured from a man into a into God. In mm-hmm. other words, he was born as a man. Immortalized. And the, trans, yeah. the transfiguration is a is a part of the New Testament. So mm-hmm. you know you can argue whether he all, all these stupid arguments they have, but but the the Bible tells us that he transformed. And and this is part of the ancient legacy of the Romanian god Zalmoxis who transcended from human state to a god. In this case Christ is mimicking the ancient uh, story of Zalmoxis. But, the, mm-hmm. so, so anyway, it's, it's very, I guess what you'd say, Christian programmed. So the, um, in, in any case, this, this is the, oh. the, the, the first tunnel that they go to. And, but the most, to me, the most interesting aspect of that book is the, the technology that's described with the, with the device. Right. It, it's, it, it's described in such detail that, it's more than just somebody being creative and writing uh, some creative ideas. Somebody's on the cutting edge of technology, and we're talking American technology. And, and the whole relationship between America and Romania begins to coagulate or come together 
after this discovery. And there is um, diplomatic uh, relationship consolidates. And you see this in, in the early 2000s with Romania becoming a part of NATO, which it was not, and, and it mm-hmm. aligning itself with the United States against Russia. Oh, that Russia. was part of their negotiations they worked out, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, it's, and, and of course, um, Romania came under the protection of the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. And instead of being a, uh, it had been a satellite uh, part of the communist bloc, part, you know, and, and it was, uh, it, it, yes, so now it, it had completely changed its affiliation. <coughs> and uh, that's another interesting aspect of the book. Yeah. And what I also tell people, the second book in the series, Transylvanian Moonrise, is a, uh, the, the book begins with all sorts of newspaper articles in Romanian that have been translated into English corroborating the general idea or story that's being told. People wrote mm-hmm. to the publisher and said, yeah, I was in the Romanian Secret Service, and I know this and I know that, and it, it describes different uh, events and circumstances which corroborate that this story is has some legs to it. And I have also uh, had my own corroborations of being in the town where you access the Sphinx via a huge uh, cable car, you go up the mountains. It's, it's quite a breathtaking trip. And mm. I was told that, that in that town, which is a small little town known as Busteni, it's, uh, it was filled with Americans around that time period. And the locals were told not to talk about it. You know, Americans staying in the hotels and whatnot. So there was a lot of... Uh, American presence over there, and what what the heck are they doing in a mountain resort town? Because that's what it is. It's a it's a mountain resort, right? Uh-huh. And it was filled with Americans during this time period, and and it's a it makes no sense. There was something going on there, and of course, all right. of this has been refined since these books have come out. There's now, you know, cults of cults that that you know live up there and hang out up there and, you know, try mm-hmm. to, um, you know, like, like the people that hang out in Sedona and they, uh, yeah. they're not necessarily a part of what's underneath, but all of the access points have been incredibly camouflaged to where you're not going to find this. Uh, you're not going to find it at all. You're not going to enter that area unless they want you to, unless you're meant to go in there. Yes, because we, of course, have holography camouflage like no one's business. Okay, well, that's that's really interesting. And there's a few other things. So there's three tunnels you found. There's an inner earth, and there's also an inner city of thrones of gold. Could, so in the last little bit of this, can, could you mention a little bit about those? Well, I will, just to clarify, the first tunnel goes to Egypt. The second tunnel is is goes to the inner earth. The Inner Earth, and that's the, the the fifth book in the series, Inside the Earth, the Second Tunnel, which is a fascinating story. And, and uh, Radu is, is actually travels and, and gives a whole scientific description of what's inside the Earth. And it refutes a lot of what conventional scientists think, and it's refuted with scientific uh, descriptions. So... Mm-hmm. And, and then once you get to a certain level, the vibrational frequency changes so you're not – it goes into discussion of black holes, 
that, that science has not reached out yet. Science will eventually come to these conclusions on their own because it, mm-hmm. it's described. Now, the third tunnel, which is the current book I'm currently translating, uh, it's called The Etheric Crystal. The third tunnel is a similar installation. Well, the third tunnel goes, um, branches off to a place uh, north in Romania. It branches off to Iraq. Uh, in the general vicinity of Iraq, where there's a similar installation, where they pick up this etheric crystal, which is the subject of the seventh book. And then it goes off to Tibet and Mongolia. Mm. And that, that the, the, so the, the book, the seventh book, which I'm working on now, the etheric crystal, the third tunnel, they don't go into what happens in Tibet and Mongolia. That's restricted information. And at this time, but they do discuss discover what they talk about in Baghdad. That's the third tunnel. Now, you had mentioned the Golden Thrones. That's something else entirely different, which is part of the fourth book, The Secret Parchment, Parchment, Five Tibetan Initiation Techniques. And that, there are so many things in Romania. It is such a magical world <laughs> that, that and, and he's describing this from, from his own reference points. Um, and I think it might interest people to know this is a personal story whereas if if you're at the sphinx and you you take the the gondola up the cable car up and you are the sphinx is facing the profile of it is you know the profile faces westward and if you look from the left profile of sphinx and you look down there is a valley called Yalomita Valley, I-A-O-L-O-M-I-T-A. There's another cable car going down there. And you take that cable car down there where there's, you know, some hotels and things, and then there's a cave. There's a monastery in front of the cave. And when you go into that cave, it's, 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 it's breathtaking. And it's also people-friendly. In other words, they have lights. They have... Mm-hmm stairways built and you go deep into this cave at least a quarter of a mile maybe more and it's it's walkable uh and it's just it's it just changes it's just it's oh i never it was the most incredible experience and then when you get to the very end uh you really can't go anymore it's just an open rock and you could you could kind of crawl through that rock you see deep space and there's, you can't go any further because you'd need boots and you can't see. There's no lights. And I, I mm-hmm. talked to a man who went down there, and he says, yes, I had lights, I had boots, and I, I walked for 80 yards or so, and then he came where it just went off into all you could see was space. And all you could see mm-hmm. was space. In other words, it was such a deep crevice or cavern inside the earth. That was it was utterly remarkable. That's the mm-hmm. kind of uh, underground that is accessible in many places of Romania. Absolutely. That, that, and and yeah. so in this fourth book, the secret parchment, uh, which is part of the second book, the secret parchment that is discovered in Tibet, which is a different story. But to, to get to the Golden Thrones, there is a professor, um, Professor Constantine. I don't remember if that's his first or last name, because they often use their last names first. And, but Professor Constantine was a real character, and I've been shown his house. 
he disappeared. He was he was sort of mm-hmm. confiscated by security, and the, and the way that happened was he was excavating, uh, you know, in the, in the I think it was the early 90s, uh, after Romania had become non-communist, and he was excavating areas archaeologically. And mm-hmm. one day they were putting stuff away. It was only him and the contractor's son left, and they were putting their equipment away in this little dugout part of earth and, and he found the, the contractor's son found an opening so they went to explore they went down and it, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and and, th- and then they found there was this whole ancient I guess what you'd say steps or I don't know what you call it like like a stone you know reminded me of the forum or something but it was sloping going downwards and they followed it deeper and deeper and deeper until finally they got in caves or tunnels where there was gold and the mm. deeper they got there was more and more gold so they got into golden tunnels and it became pure gold and there are and now everybody knows that there is tons of gold in that area the romans took 200 tons of gold during the, the roman empire and they barely scratched the surface of the gold there it's everybody knows geologically there's tons of gold down there and the gold mm-hmm. facilitates super consciousness well, this professor was going right. down and down and down. Uh, they found a golden bed uh, that had some some hieroglyphics on it that were later interpreted. And then beyond that, they went down and they found this room of golden thrones, which you were talking about. And these thrones were for, uh, I think there were seven of them, if I recall, and they were for very tall uh, creatures. And they had, yeah. embedded, it was embedded on the, the walls, golden hieroglyphics. Uh, telling a story or instruction and adjacent to this or amongst the thrones was a portal to another world it was very clear because you looked down into it and it was space and there was a planet that looked Mm. sort of like the earth except it was more orange and yellow than blue and green with clouds and the the young man who was with the professor was looking down into it and actually fell into the cavern and Mm. disappeared and the professor panicked. Uh, he went back up, uh, you know, went back, called security in Bucharest, said what happened. They sent a team out there. They went and looked, and they, became, they freaked out. And mm-hmm. they hired a team of, uh, you know, like a cement mixer to, to, to block it all up. And I guess the, mm-hmm. the cement mixer people went nuts. They couldn't deal with it. So the security people blocked it up themselves. And then uh, Caesar Brad was able to interview Professor Constantine, I think before the security people got there, and wrote, wrote, a, wrote a paper on what happened. And Professor Constantine was taken to Bucharest and disappeared, never to be heard of again. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and That's course, normal. Well, yes. And, and, of course, that document that Caesar Brad wrote became one of the most uh, – highest security uh, pieces of documents in the, uh, in, in Romania at one point. Uh, and, and that's part of the intrigue of, of the book. That's, that's a story that hasn't been followed up on yet in, in terms of any of the other books. Um, and it was of course, uh, areas that I have since, uh, you know, explored in that area. I haven't gotten into the golden tunnels. I have gone into one of the, uh, 
caves. Uh, it, it was very fascinating. It, it wasn't wasn't those particular caves, but you know, you getting in. It took me years to be able to get inside, and and it's uh, I've been as I say I've been going there for since 2008. Wow. Well, that is <laughs> you can dance so much so beautifully. I mean. I loved your books. I literally can't put them down. I just like read them in the night. Each one, <laughs> just like so fascinating and interconnected. So um, why don't you, let's see, why don't you tell a little bit, do a little promotion for your books, websites, publishing company, et cetera, so they know where to find you and how to buy these books, okay? Okay, well, the, the, this is this books that I'm talking about are the Transylvania series, and you can find them at skybooksusa.com. Sky Books, just like it sounds, S-K-Y Books, USA, at dot com. I, I didn't say, you know, skybooksusa.com is the website. There's also the Time Travel Education Center dot com, which is um, all, all about time travel and the, the theories on time travel that are very simple that I learned from Dr. David Anderson. He's in a whole other aspect that we haven't discussed. He's the one who brought me to Romania and has always mm-hmm. remained a very mysterious figure uh, who does have capabilities of time travel, um, both on a small scale. He developed them into a large scale, but we don't really know what he does. He did tell me that some of the most interesting time phenomena, uh, according to his research, is, is located in Chaklavina Cave in Romania, which has been an object of my uh, journeys and a place where I yeah. visit, and complements all of these these stories. It, 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 it's di- they're two different avenues. I've got at least three avenues of, of at least <laughs> of, 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 of exploration in Romania. One is the works of Radu Sinemar. One is my association with David Anderson and what that's pursued. And one is my own Romanian family, which is a and and um, and just some of the things that I've kind of visited or discovered on my own when I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's all fascinating. You know, it is fascinating. And so many of these characters, like, um, you know, the tunnels leading to Tibet, I mean, the person who mentored, you mentioned Dr. Zine, if that's how you pronounce it, Chinese, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But, of course, he's secretly a Tibetan lama. <laughs> yes, that's revealed in the second book. That's revealed in the exactly. second book where he, yeah. he, is, he actually asks <laughs> to meet Radu because – And he it, trains it, him. He, he, he mentors him, right? He mentors Radu, but he doesn't mm-hmm. – and, and meanwhile, while, while he's seeking out Radu, uh, and, and that's a whole interesting first night, and he facilitates this trip to Tibet with Radu. And, mm-hmm. and, and meanwhile, Department Zero – wants to know what happened to Dr. Zen because China is saying what happened to Dr. Zen and is accusing the Chinese, <laughs> accusing the Romanians of killing him. And, right. and, so, and so they want to know what happened to Dr. Zen. They finally come to Radu uh, because he knows him, and, and Radu gets recruited for Department Zero. So Dr. Zen, who is a Tibetan Lama, uh, was a Tibetan Lama per se because, uh, you know, he left Tibet in 1950s when the Dalai Lama was, was kicked out of Tibet by the Chinese. He was part of the, the court of the Dalai Lama and then ingratiated himself with the Chinese, which is not necessarily a, an easy thing to do if you're Tibetan. Mm-hmm. 
and he has his own contacts in the world. And whenever Dr. Zen talks in these books, when Radu is, is quoting him, distinctly different, and when he describes Caesar Brad, distinctly different. These people have their own cadence. They have their own intelligence. Yes. They have. It's, it's definitely not Radu talking. And um, yes, and very very accomplished too. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, very very directed and, and complete in their sentences, and very simple. And and uh, yes. And and Doctor Zen does speak English. Uh, he he speaks. He does not speak Romanian. Uh, the, as far as I know, so uh, I don't know how somehow these books get translated from his English into Romanian and then back into English yeah. again. Uh, so okay. I would really, yeah, but go ahead. Anyway, um, we're coming down to the hour, and uh, so everyone knows how to get your books and your website, and it is just chock full with fascinating information, and. Um, in the meantime, I just wanted to tell everyone that um, for next time, Scott Limriel will not be joining us for a follow-up direct experience journey because he is being asked to do something really important for the planet right now. But he sends his best and will continue to work with all of you telepathically that continue to use the Hue sound and access the new ray he introduced. And um, you can go and uh, listen to some of his journeys at awakenhiddentruth.com. Two weeks, so that's two weeks from today, we'll have Peter back again to share more amazing insights from Radu Cinemar's experiences uh, written in the unique book called Forgotten Genesis. And that show will be about discovering the history of your DNA. And here's a little teaser. The ancient history of humankind is laid bare in this riveting work, which reveals the mysteries of how multiple ET civilizations have influenced and steered the DNA of humans in order for them to evolve to a higher state. This book, which is amazing, provides over 70 drawings done by Radu, who was facilitated by a holographic headset, Inner Earth Technology, that interacts with Radu's cerebral cortex and intuition, the results of which are holographic projections that tell a compelling tale of humanity's ancient origin and our hope for the future, end quote. So is there anything you wanted to add to that, Peter? Well, uh, yeah, and, and, and we, we might touch also on, on the precursor to that, the Inside the Earth book, and, and, uh, oh, which you know, we, we, we did touch on that. We'll probably have time to do both. And certainly uh, they're both interesting books, and uh, they, they add dimension and color to the world as we know it today, it, it certainly uh, they, invites they us to, uh, to, to, to uh, expand our horizons. Yes, well said, well said. Well, Peter, it was a joy to have your scholastic uh, eloquence and your dedication and the wide bandwidth of which you work and travel on. And I'm sorry to hear about uh, Nichols Crossing. I did meet him in the early days and Preston and all the other gangs. Um, so anyway, onward and upward. And thanks, everyone. And join us in two weeks with Peter again. So until then, thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.